water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back once again to Bending the Elements and Avatar podcast. Today we're covering book one, chapter 14, The Fortune Teller. You know any fortune tellers, sir? I do not know any fortune tellers. I've had my tarot cards read before, but never gone to a fortune teller. What were they? Uh, what was the predictions? And did they come true? I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly do not remember. That's totally fine. I remember at the end, because it was a, a friend of ours, she was like, oh, you know, it's interesting. Whenever I read people's tarot cards, they usually have so many more questions, but you, you didn't really didn't have any. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, and the, uh, you and the superstition just don't agree with each other. Yeah, I just, yeah. My brain, it just, I just don't, I mean, I, I used to be religious, so I guess I got it at some point, but no, I just, I don't believe in anything really. <laughs> no, that's fair. Well, except for that, which could probably be provable. Like if you can recreate in a scenario where we started from like factory zero, uh, then it's probably true. Yeah. I more mean anything like in the, uh, beyond just the natural world kind of believing. Yeah, of course. No, that's fair. But the fortune teller, here we go. Was this one that stood out much in your memory? Uh, yes, be- only because uh, Aang finds love, as they say. Listen to this one. Very true. In two different ways. And uh, let's just say that I can kind of relate to this episode, or at least with Aang, from a perspective. Let's put it that way. I'm excited to hear why. Not to give it away, but anyway. But before we, we get into the, the summary there, I just wanted to quickly point out. Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, this one was written by Aaron E. Haas and a guy named John O'Brien. Who I should have done my research on. I don't know if he worked on the show much more, but I think he did. I, that name rings a bell. I think he did uh, some work on this. I think he was a writer in one episode. Don't remember which one, but I feel like we've encountered him before. Hmm. Oh, but just in terms of the content of the episode, I was a little surprised to see Aaron Ehaz writing this one. But yes, given its nature and what people might call this as, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I I was even going to write in the summary. Instead of breather, I was going to write a fill their lungs with air, just as a reference to the filler. That should, uh, you should use that one later on in the future for for summary. Uh, But of course, the prodigal son returns directing it. Yes, once again, Mr. Dave Filoni. Yeah. So he really did like have a big hand in this episode, or the season, excuse me, book. Fascinating. I bet he doesn't come back for books two or three and just stays for book one. That's it. Maybe he does the finale. Who knows? Now the, That'd the, be really cool. Book one finale. Yeah, whatever that whatever that one's called. I can't remember right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember either. Anyway. But uh, but to you, sir, the, the summary. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, those in between, please listen as I summarize this episode. We open this episode with Team A taking a little bit of a breather from it all. Aang, remembering Katara's loss of her betrothed necklace, uses their fishing line to make her a new piece of jewelry. When she puts it on, he starts to see her in a bit of a new light. 
Shortly after that, they come across a rather curious scene of combat, as an old man narrowly avoids several swipes from a platypus bear. Anganapa swoop in to his rescue and find the man rather nonchalant about his close call with death. It seems his fears were assuaged by a local fortune teller who told him he'd have a safe journey. Katara is intrigued at the prospect of having their futures told, and they head off to meet her. The team has their moment under the fortune spotlight, and although Aunt Wu sees great battles in Aang's future, the only one he really cares about comes down to the battles of the Hoth, something she doesn't see in his future, but lies about to make him feel better. Katara also has love in her future, and begins to develop an over-reliance on Wu's prescience, sorry, prescience, an issue the people of the village also share, as they become so used to the safety of her guidance that they ignore potential threats in their midst. This ends up biting them in the butt, when a local volcano she predicted to be calm begins to get not so calm. The people of the village refuse to listen to reason when Aang and Sokka notice the danger, so instead Aang uses his bending skills to manipulate the tools of Wu's predictions. She sees the forged signs of danger, and the people band together to build ditches and to guide the lava away from their homes. The volcano erupts, and the group save the village, which mainly comes down to Aang using his powerful airbending skills to blast away any excess lava. They share a kind of parting of the ways with the village, and Wu leaves a final message that although Aang may not have gotten the fortune he wanted, he still has the power to shape his own future. And with that, the team flies off into their next adventure. Into their next adventure, absolutely. So basically, Aang took all his... <laughs> the summary of that is Aang took all his... Uh, his training from the divide and used it here <laughs> about just lying to people. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that as the episode starts. Please, ladies and gentlemen, those in between, get your Paramount Plus uh, copies, your Blu-rays, DVDs, whatever, <laughs> whatever have you of this legally purchased online copies of this two times and zero and press play whenever the clock strikes twelve, which is now. Yeah. Oh my my Xbox is taking forever to load. Oh, there we go. They go. Oh, that's just a shame. Here, I'll pause for right a second. There we go. <laughs> Not they're ever in sync anyway. Some of these moves are really nice when you like pause them, like just mid pause. And it's like, wow, that's cool. Yep. Some of them are really good poses. I'll say really, really nice poses. Yeah. Do you have a favorite of the four that we see there? Um. Oh, they're all so good. By the way, I just realized something stupid. Um, Roku is really behind. The, that sun is really big, <laughs> like, like really big. I didn't even realize it before until now. It makes me wonder what time of year it is. Uh, oh, good question. Uh, hopefully there's no heat dome going on right there. That would probably suck. Yeah. And then, of course, when we get Whistler's sun, uh, it's pretty much a normal sun. I suppose. Who knows? Yeah, book one water. Oh, by the way, were you surprised by all the snow today? Just under the episode? <laughs> oh, bud. Yeah, no, speaking of which, yeah, we're finally dealing with snow. But again, at least in our world, uh, but not in... Uh, this world, of course, that's that's a different story. Yeah, and we, we start seeing this kind of cute, kind of ugly fish just jumping around. I quite like the look of that. It looks like, like an old grandpa or something. <laughs> <laughs> wait, from like the the Jackass movie? Uh, wait, can I say that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's the name of a movie. Yeah, because it's yeah. a movie, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a TV series, right? Yeah, so that, that, that probably counts. Um, Any parents who heard that? Yeah, we're referring to the film, not not speaking. And or the, the TV series, film series, you know, by exactly. Johnny Knoxville, Ben Marchera, Ryan Dunn, all the rest in peace, all, all those fellows. Can't wait for the fourth movie to come out. That's going to be so much fun. 
If you can see the poster at your local theater, which we can see right now, then we should be able to get away with it. <laughs> uh, hey, man, uh, that, that's totally fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the, the episode opens with uh, what, what I would, would I only assume somebody having a uh, <laughs> having a sort of fan fiction where it involves a fish and sucker. And so the, they, they somehow, this, this artist was able to make the fish be attracted to Sokka. Oh, I thought, I thought Sokka was having a mental breakdown with the, some of his reactions there. Uh, who knows? I, I have no idea, but you know, and he, he's like, Oh, I gotta go, you know, I, this fish is calling to me. I'm going to go like, you know, grab it and whatnot and give it a big old smooch. Uh, as soon as he does that though, his fishing rod doesn't exactly appear to work. Cause there's no line. He's like, where's what, what the, Hey, where's my, where's my line at? Mm-hmm. Turns out Aang uh, was using it uh, as, Oh, I don't know. Doing the ever, you know, graceful and uh, relaxing uh, pastime that is arts and crafts, as Hogarth would say. The old weaving. Yeah, very calming. You know, it's Aang's got a lot in his mind right now, so he needs to find some way to take take some of the stress off. I should make that with beads and geckos, which I'm also very much into. Geckos, what's that? Beads and geckos. It's something that you would do at like a, a typical camp. At least my uh, church camp back in the day uh, used to have the beads and geckos uh, activity, like crafts table, where you would basically take string and you know a bunch of like you know small beads, and you would make animals out of them. I should probably show you my collection of them one of these days. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Made a lot of them. Something that I, it's a hobby I wish to to be, take more up of. But anyway, but just out of curiosity. Because Aang, he makes guitar, he's like, oh, you know, I noticed that your neck's looking a little bare. You lost your, your necklace that meant so much to you. Are you saying that his, her neck is completely naked? Oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> but he's like, oh, you know, this is my little thoughtful gift. I'm sure it means a lot to you that you lost your necklace, so I'll make you a little replacement. But then after she puts it on, he seems somewhat taken by her, quite uh, quite moved in a, a certain way. Almost like it's the start of changes within him, you could say. Yeah, and there's always been like a mild level of him being attracted to her. Do you think him making the necklace was totally innocent? Is just like, a, oh, I want to, you know, I'm kind of bored and my friend lost her necklace. So I'll make this for her. Or do you think it was a gift when he was already attracted to her and was like, I want to be, you know, more romantically involved. I'll give her this gift to try to charm her. That's a good question. I'd have to ask Aaron Edehaws on that, but but I would much prefer going with your former statement on that it was simply an innocent thing. It was he's bored. Maybe not bored, but he's just, you know, passing the time and killing time somehow. So he's like, ah, here's you know, a fishing rod and I'm gonna use my craft skills uh, to craft a betroth a similar looking betroth necklace to Katara and he she puts it on and Again, he's just like, wow. Anyway, so he's smitten and he's doing the whole like, oh, golly, it's it's getting warm out here. I got to like loosen my collar. <laughs> yeah, they, they put like the Vaseline on the lens and <laughs> change the lighting for her. <laughs> yeah, pretty, I mean, yeah, no, there's, it's like love vision, as they say. <laughs> it's making me think of 60s Star Trek. <laughs> That's the perfect description, I must say. It's the perfect filter as well, uh, except that. It's really the filter they put on her on her uh, color actually works really well. I must say like her color palette is is it works really well with that filter. Yeah, and I think the necklace was pretty cute. I thought that was a pretty cute move by Aang to give her that. Oh, it certainly is. 
Oh, but the cuteness is is quite quickly disturbed as we see something that's not so cute. Or it it, it actually is pretty cute, actually, the platypus bear. I oh, I thought you were going to say, like, uh, what is it? Sokka in, uh, initially, like, just tri- starting it off, I'd say, is just like, oh, someone's in love with the, with, with the <laughs> fish there. Oh, that's fair. But yes, then Momo gets wind of something and Aang's like, hey, what's that over there? And it's like, oh my goodness, it's a platypus bear. Yeah, and I gotta say this, this villager, pretty smooth, slippery dude. Uh, he was, you know, practicing his dance moves last week at the at the fair last week. Yeah, it was making me think of uh, Shang-Chi. That's the kind of kung fu moves they do there. <laughs> it's just this kind of swiftness and... <laughs> Maybe not kung fu, but uh, I mean, like he probably did some chai. He did probably does chai tai chi. There you go. Maybe that's uh, maybe that that helps the move. It's it's movement based, of course, and very slow, methodical moves uh, to do. Uh, really good flexibility stretches, uh, which mm-hmm. is not cool. And stay stay mobile. Probably to pick that up one day if I'm a little bit older, because it does give mobility. It actually is proven to help with mobility. But combat tai chi, that's uh, something we won't go into here. <laughs> I don't want to get flooded with people who uh, do hashtag kung fu. Let's let's not bring that up. Yeah, and we get we do get something a little disturbing here, because of course the the gang notices it and they come over to to stop the kind of the the combat there. And then Appa comes up behind the platypus bear, and we see this side shot where the bear is so scared that it releases this egg. And something about that shot is just I don't know it, it puts me off. <laughs> It scares the egg out of him. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, something about that that just doesn't look right <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, okay, first off, is the egg fertilized? Like, is the egg been, uh, what is it? Is, is, is its mate basically given uh, life to it? Exactly, the life. Yeah, the gift of life. Um, No. No, so this egg is perfectly fine. This is no different than like if a hen laid a chick laid an egg, and the rooster didn't come over and sit on it, and uh, did its stuff. That's what I hope, considering the egg's fate. So uh, hopefully, well, <laughs> and usually that no, but but when you lay an egg, you have to like you have to have a male to come over and um, do their thing. Yeah, which I don't know how that works with eggs. I really don't know anything about that kind of fertilization watch the uh watch the magic toolbox episode on that and you'll find <laughs> oh, okay out. we'll do a commentary on it next it's, week uh not even not even that but also similar to the salmon episode that they did everybody tune in salmon. double bill <laughs> okay that was that was where we learn about uh anyways we learn about egg reproduction what's that group called because there's the mammals who you know well i mean platypuses are plat platypi platypuses are mammals and they lay eggs they're the only one of the only animals that lay eggs oh yes what are they what are they called again oh man they have a funny name they do have a funny name which is not coming to me because i'm not a platypusologist which that's not what it is but they're um they're uh, oh wait yeah, no, I think I know what you mean. It's uh, uh, yeah. it's on my tongue. It's they're similar to like Me mar- martins and ferrets. I think I think and beavers and muskets. No, not muskets. Muskrats. No, that's a different thing as well. But you know what I mean, right? They're in that same family, the same genome. Monotremes. Monotremes. Thank you. Is that also what beavers are under? Just because they have the tail? No, I don't. I'm pretty sure that beavers give birth to, to live young. No, they do. I just mean like, are they in the same family? Just because of the tail. 
Um, I, I thought monotremes are the only ones that um, lay eggs. Oh, never mind. I'm wrong on that. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a fascinating... Uh, but anyway... Fascinating train. Anyway, yeah. Evolutionary <laughs> train. Uh, yes, yeah, very unusual. Looks like... Uh, anyway, with that egg, uh, Sokka got dinner. So... Or lunch, breakfast, whatever it's called. Yeah, and and Sokka, he's looking, he's looking very un- unimpressed with this this Mister Villager here. Yeah, especially after all three of them gave like at least two suggestions as to what to do in the event of a platypus bear attack. I don't know if that includes all the other bear attacks, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Tons of bear attacks. But what does he? He he mentioned something about predictions. What does he say, sir? Yeah, they're all like, hey, why do you seem so relaxed here? You know, you almost got your head chopped off here by that that giant platypus bear. Like, what's wrong with you, dude? And he's like, oh, man, everything's okay. I just got back from my fortune teller. She told me I was going to have a great, safe journey. So I'm just taking it easy, man. And they're all like, or at least Sokka's like, you weirdo. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you almost got your head knocked off. Yeah, and Katara's a little odd, the opposite of her brother right now. Or just like... No, that'd be cool to like, you know, go 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 listen to. Like, I, I'm open to that. Yeah, and it is funny that you mentioned the Great Divide previously because uh, some uh, of the characterizations in this one starts to feel a little like the Great Divide. Mm, <laughs> I see your point. Eh? It's almost like Aaron Yehaz said, <laughs> knew that the Great Divide wasn't be a good episode, so he's like, mm, maybe I'll make my own episode and do <laughs> something similar, except it'll be about love. Yeah, but before before we move away from this scene, we do get one little bit where uh, the guy says, "Oh, the fortune teller she told me to give this to any any traveler that I come across." And it's this I... little package. Ang opens it up, and it happens to be an umbrella. Yep. And seconds later, the rain starts. Hmm. So uh, it makes me wonder: Is there another type of bending that we never discovered? Future bending. <laughs> Or the fact that she just looked into the spirit where he's able to see in the spirit world and can see things that other people can't see. Uh, another cool thing about bending, I love what Katara does with her uh, water bending, which mm. is simply just, you know, put her hand above her head and all of a sudden she kind of makes her own like um, umbrella and to not yep. get wet. Very simple and effective. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, and then we, we head into town and we get some pretty nice landscape shots here. We see some pretty mountains and the village wait hang on you forgot what happens to the egg oh the, yeah it lands on Sokka's head how did it land yeah. on there again uh basically he it got it was wet in his hands and then he kind of slipped and went up and f- cracked right on his head and it's not hard boiled so some mostly i, I i'd actually think more yolk would should have come out but it only was just it went like at least to his nose I was like, come on, he should have been like Nickelodeon slimed here. Like, what, what's going on with this? Yeah, and Sokka, he's a little more clumsy in this one than usual. Yes. The... I guess we'll see why shortly. <laughs> the clumsiness certainly comes off, especially when like he makes a, what, there's more of an egg on his face, or still lots of egg on his face when he's like, oh yeah, they're, they're traveling towards his village, as you said. And he's like, oh yeah, here's a prediction. It's going to, like, the rain's going to keep going. And then surprisingly, like today, it stopped. <laughs> yeah, and then they stop in the village at the uh, the home of the fortune teller. Yes, I love the, I, 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 to add to your point, yes, I love the kind of three background shot we get of of, of the each level of this village. I, I really do enjoy it. Yeah, very pretty work. 
of course, by our buddies over at JM Animation. I yes, I, I figured you'd mention them. Very, very beautiful and detailed episode this this was. Yes. And we made a character who I, I quite like the design and the character, which is Meng. Yes. The uh, the assistant of Aunt Wu. <laughs> yes. The, I presume, 12-ish year old assistant of mm-hmm. uh, Wu. She's probably about Aang's. <laughs> sorry, Aang's age. I'm at the, at the point we're about to talk about. Uh, sorry, I just, I love that. Um, Anyway, g- continue. Yes. And, and this is the first kind of, or I guess the second example that we see. That this village has become like completely driven and dependent on the predictions of Aunt Wu. Oh yes, it is. And why is that, sir? Why do you say this? Oh, because she comes to introduce herself. She's like the little, I guess, receptionist. Yep. But immediately she notices, oh, Aang, there's something very distinctive about you. You have such large ears. <laughs> and like, like I uh, mentioned before, there's a filter on Aang when she like you know, takes one look at him. <laughs> <laughs> a little sparkle. Except this one, he doesn't even look very attractive. <laughs> He's like hunched he looks, over. He looks so plain. <laughs> He's scratching his nose. He's like, uh, what am I doing here? He's just a normal guy right now. just going through the motions. <laughs> and as I said before, we're like, you know, something starts to change inside of ang it is here that meng also has her uh her change that everybody else goes through as well at this age mm-hmm. yeah and she she goes right over to him what's your name and she's got this look he says ang and she's like oh that rhymes with mang and he's like whatever <laughs> <laughs> pretty big ears yes as you said yeah other than like unlike my <laughs> and he gives her this weird look i guess which <laughs> Maybe a callback to the fact that Momo has big ears. That that joke that Sokka made a few episodes back. And I did think it was funny because didn't Sokka get made fun of for having big ears at some point? Yes, that's right. In the um, <laughs> uh, imprisoned, uh, <laughs> when Katara and uh, Sokka are hurling insults at each other for <laughs> her to get angry and start earth bending, and oh yes, thank you <laughs> she says like oh you have big ears so apparently somebody has an ear fascination fixation maybe it's Aaron Eha's obsession I don't know um and yeah not like unlike my ears which are small and very sensitive hence why I have to wear an ear guard at the gym or else my get cauliflower ears easily oh really hmm. um haven't yet thank, thank goodness unfortunately two of my buds there have gotten it and it sucks for them it's it's not good Oh yeah, it's really cruddy. I'll say that. Um, uh, speaking of Matt, I guess uh, what is it? Um, yeah, because immediately I was I was taken to this character, and I was like, oh, like this this girl, she's so cute with her little romance with Aang, and yep, she's got kind of a charming, kind of creepy, and she's got a great design, I think, with the hair. Yep, in the outfit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the design I I also think is just quite adorable as well. Um. The fact that she's like working this job, it's, it seems like she's she's certainly starting off young. I'll say that, but hey, she'll probably <laughs> go places. I hope um, it's a different world. <laughs> yes, that's true. But that is uh, yes, that is Jesse Flower uh, in the role of uh, Mang, and I don't know which funny she says uh, rare flower, which is hilarious. Um, that's I think it's just coincidence. Um, yeah, I don't know if they will like they just liked her in this episode, and they were like, hey, you're gonna come and be you, you should you should be or jesse just came back and re- auditioned for who knows yeah it's hard to know what that kind of stuff like a year later oh well, i'll just cut in i'll probably cut out the reference to which character she plays later but yeah we, we she does become a regular at a certain point 
But yes, then uh, as Mang brings them their, was it tofu and bean something? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it said curd puffs, but it looks like tofu puffs. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. Uh, could you, I would love to have, try those. They're probably soft. Uh, they, share, they share a little like uh, moments. They, they, they lock eyes and nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, and Aang, it's like he doesn't even recognize that they're locking eyes. He's just kind of like looking through her. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're pretty close to me. Not that I have a problem with personal space, but... I have been there many, many times with people that I'm completely smitten with. It's like they just look right through you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, a lot of I love this episode for a lot of its uh, expressions. Like, a lot of its mm-hmm. uh, facial expressions. I love it. Yes, very, very well done. A lot of attention to detail. Even, like, in the little spot that they're sitting, you, like, see a little painting behind them. I think that's a really pretty oh, painting. I'm looking at it right now. It's really good of a painting. I would love to have that. M- maybe not love to have it, but that'd be cool as a little uh, what do they call it? A divider. Yeah, mm. it'd be really cool as a divider of some sort. Yeah, and I've complimented DR movie the past couple episodes. But then you watch this and it's like a completely different level of detail and just overall quality. Just JM animation. They There's there's something else, man. Like they're yeah. they're like what I think of Avatar more. Even though DR yeah. movie also deserves a lot of uh, equal um, praise as well, and uh, what, do, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of the effort should go to them as well. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of quality work they put in as well. But just overall, you know, if you want a great standard of animation, apparently JM is the one to go for. <laughs> yeah, their characters are really. Uh, yeah, their character. I I love their character models. Um, their models are very nice, and doesn't seem to be any off animation, which is nice. Mm. Uh, oh, but, anyway, yeah we're back to this go ahead yeah Katara is the first one to get called into the uh the fortune teller room well we for, first we see uh Aunt Wu she she appears and a very nice design I do, I do like her design I like her golden attire that she's wearing there and her how her hair is it's it's a very nice design yeah and I just gotta call out let's see if you uh see if you see this reference when I saw her I couldn't stop thinking of the the uh the matchmaker in Mulan. Do you see any comparison? I mean, it, it's not exact, clearly. Um, One of them's much more kind of hideous in design. <laughs> the <laughs> but, matchmaker from Mulan. I'm trying to remember who that is. I haven't watched Mulan in a long time. She's the one that Mulan goes to at the very start. She, like, drinks the tea and there's the oh, cricket. Oh, yes. That's right. And she gives... That's the, the cricket sidekick, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought it was one of her relatives. Whoops. She gets the tea and things and... Yes, she's a little more short, correct? More short, more uh, plump. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that. I thought she was just shorter, but okay. Yeah, and, and, and she's played up to be kind of like an, an unpleasant, kind of unattractive person, which this this uh, fortune teller doesn't share. But just something about the face build and the eye makeup and the hair just made me think of her. But I would... Hmm, I wonder if the voice actors are the same. That'd be hilarious if they got the same voice actor. Uh, that'd be typecasting just like here let's play you, you got to play two fortune tellers as she goes off and she's uh guitar's having her fortune old ang he just can't help himself and he decides to go and use there's something with him right now he's got he's got something inside of him that just needs to know this stuff oh he he's smitten he just recently watched superboy and he saw who they had as lana lang and suddenly he's <laughs> <laughs> complete nobody's inside gonna, joke nobody's <laughs> getting that yes so nobody's getting that reference buddy 
I Sorry, no, everyone. I can't see that. That's actually really disturbing. If I brought that up, so, <laughs> it's it's actually something I once did, and I can't. I I can't. Uh, oh, with the eavesdropping on the uh, fortune let's telling. Just, or? Let's just say that there was some point in high school where I did follow a girl. Oh, you're the the Meng. I'll cut this part out, but uh, <laughs> entirely or. If you'd like, I don't uh, know. <laughs> it's just basically like, yeah, but let's put this way there. I had the, I had, I was smitten with one girl at that age, of course, at 14. And I was like so smitten with her. I saw her one day and I followed her in the library and then I like hid behind um, the Aww. library booths and followed her out to like, like basically just, just literally hid behind, actually started reading a book while still like, you know, looking behind me to see if she was still there. And then, I, she went out and then I like it casually was like, oh, you know, just just spend my time and then like just followed her. And that I know that's pretty stalkerish. I didn't follow her home or anything like that. I just followed her outside the parking lot. I was like, oh, like, what am I doing here? And then one day <laughs> she up, like, came up to me and was like, do you like me? And I was like, no. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, and, no. Yeah, I was, I just didn't know what to do at that point. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. Well, what can you do? Yeah, I can <laughs> perfectly state that. Yeah, I kind of get what Ang sort of gets, sort of, but not really, because he's a lot more lucky than I am. Well, I'll say this. You know, I was working at Superstore last year. Yep. And there was this one girl that I had just massive crush on working there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I she would work in a similar area right from the point of view of where I was working. And so I'd see her all day and I'd be like, oh man, she's so cute. And a couple of times she would come up to me and like ask me to help her with something and I would just like freeze up and I'd be like, oh God, <laughs> don't talk to me, please. Because I was so used to her being like this distant kind of, you know, some someone else I didn't really have to interact <sighs> with. So every time I'd have to interact, that'd be so awkward. Yeah, is that is that us projecting, by the way? Is that us just like projecting that they like us or... Oh, I'm sure she didn't even notice at all whatsoever. That's that's one of the reasons, or that's one of the people I met when I was like, they just look right through you. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. But is that is that a is are we guilty for that? Is that something we shouldn't be doing? As long as I guess we don't become obsessed with it and way too yeah, smart, you know. it becomes stalkerish. Like I, I guess that's yeah. That's as long that's as you fair. can control it and mediate it, and it can become healthy. I think it's fine. Yeah, and even though I don't work there anymore, I still see her probably like you know, like twice a month when I go to Superstore, I'm like, oh, there's that chick again. Like, oh, man. One of these days. One of these days. (laughs) If only, but probably not. (laughs) He goes, he fakes going to the, he does the old fake, like going to the bathroom skit. (laughs) Routine. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And Sokka, he's looking completely uninterested. Yep. And I like when Aang comes back, he's like, well, oh, what was their interaction? And I got to rewind this. Yeah, you got to rewind this. I love every bit of like the character animation with Aang, this is just, oh, this is some good stuff. Even Sokka with the like half eyes closed, he's picking his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking completely. <laughs> all I'm going to, all I'm going to say is uh seven thirty nine. Use <laughs> that can be used for many, many, many images uh, for memes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Now, like when uh, 
when Aang comes back and yeah, he he says a bit about having a good bathroom break and Aang's about to go into details and Sokka's just like, whoa, I don't even want to know. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Man, when I, yeah, when, when Aang heard the uh, news about uh, the fortune teller and Katara about how, you know, you will, in your future, you will uh, be in love or you will be married to a powerful bender, whatever that means to her. Uh, he just does this little like, you know, Yes, he jumps up, and that's something I would also do. Um, not for if I'm in love or when I just if something went well, and I'm in the hallway at school, and I would just like jump up and in, in celebration. Oh, there you go, with nobody around. Excuse me, little relation to Ang there. Bit of yeah. Anyway, yeah, but uh, Katara and Aunt Wu come back, and Sokka stands up. He's like, "Well, guess I'm next," and she just kind of dresses him down says your your future is full of struggle and anguish does it so quickly and so fast it's like faster than what Maz Kanata does in episode seven <laughs> to finn yeah, it says most of it's self-inflicted <laughs> self-inflicted pain goodness gracious me yeah poor Sokka. He he's definitely the butt of the joke in this episode he is most certainly um the tail end of the joke as as one would put it yeah but funnily enough he's also the one who's the, the most correct which we sometimes see with Sokka. Yes, no, this is true. But let's uh, let's a little, a little later for that. That's not, that's not sure. here, here nor now because Aang's gonna get his fortune told. Yes, and this is the the only the first and only time that we get kind of a darker moment in the episode because Aunt Wu. Ah, uh, I mean, there's second one's kind of later on, but well, you're right on this. Oh, do we get a second one? Oh, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, well it's 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 yeah. Anyway, sure. Yeah, she says we're gonna read your we're gonna read the bones. We'll throw some bones in the fire and see what happens. And Don't worry, he doesn't have to give up one of his bones. It's just a bunch of, I guess, animal bones, which I wonder if he was okay with or not. Because it's an animal bone. I don't know if he'd be cool with that. I don't know if he's whatever. Yeah, and this is kind of a funny bit because the go the bone explodes and she freaks out like, "Oh my goodness, I've never seen anything like this. This is completely out of this world." And you're going to have a battle that's going to determine the fate of the whole world. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, come on, I already know this. <laughs> get to the good stuff. Do I get married or not? <laughs> he doesn't say uh, Katara's name, but basically that's what he's that's what he's thinking about. He's He just wants to know about the girl. Uh, all about the girl. That's a band, right? Yeah. Or is that a song? I don't remember now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and you got to feel bad for Aunt Wu. She's like, oh, finally, someone who's actually important who I can tell them something. And, oh, they have no interest at all. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, look. Uh, yeah, here's something about a girl. Uh, <laughs> completely makes it up on the spot. What did I? Oh, look at this over, over here. There's a shard that I didn't see. And it says that you will uh, follow your heart. Listen, listen yeah. to your heart, as Pocahontas once said. Trust your heart and you will be with the one you love. Uh, <laughs> Trust your heart and do not lie. <laughs> And just like thanks, he takes off, and she's like, "Oh man, like what? Like what is my job in this this village at this point?" <laughs> it's so funny that they like cut this from uh, Shyamalan's movie uh, and only relegated it to like a deleted scene, I believe. Wow, did they? They did. There is a scene, and he, the fortune teller, who obviously looks nothing like the fortune teller here, she. Uh, tells him his fortune, and I think he just raises an eyebrow or something like that. I don't fully remember. We'll probably, I, I think we'll bring mm -hmm. that up when we do that eventually. Sure, be cool if I remember this. I don't even know if there's a commentary on there. I'm going to listen to this. Me too. Me too. 
Are we going to do that at the end of this season? I don't remember at this point. I would assume so, just because, like, why would we do it at the end of the series? Like, why the... Yeah. Do you want to seriously do that before Korra? Like, why the heck are we doing that? It's one season. Like, it's it's only one season. Yeah. Oh, but we, we get out of the, the fortune teller, and, and they're all kind of chatting, like, Katara's like, oh, what did the fortune teller tell you? And he, he just smiles and goes, you'll find out. <laughs> oh, yes. Hopefully, in future episodes. Which Katara should, uh, she should raise an eyebrow at that. Like, what's that mean? <laughs> yeah. How she's not, you know, on to him is beyond me. <laughs> well, she's not thinking about him at all at this point. That's the sad thing for Aang. Oh, wait. I Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. She's naked again. What What is this? Oh yeah, her yeah, her necklace is gone. She tore what it off after uh, the fortune. Either that or just took it off. I don't know. She's like, I gotta save it for when my my love shows up. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's it. Even though the betrothed necklace was already given to her. But anyway, <laughs> that's my most the point. Also, Sokka is really good at should should really take up football because uh, <laughs> if you can ricochet a rock off of a hanging sign or swinging sign and back onto his head he'd probably make a really good football player football player yes a football player yeah and we they come across a crowd of people and they're all looking at the skies and we see that buddy again who we met in the the, the forest and he's talking about this fluffy bunny up in the sky and sock is like do you even hear yourself like what are you going on about at this point no 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 no, no. that was ang ang was like oh maybe it's a fluffy bunny and he was just like no fluffy bunnies bring certain doom oh, oh okay <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh it's a different story there um, yeah i'm already past that scene so <laughs> that's that's perfectly fine uh basically what's going on is that there's a volcano uh no, i mentioned it there's a volcano um right above the village kind of similar to what it would be in like a region of say um a polynesian country where there's active volcanoes in the ring of fire um kind of or like an italian uh, countryside as well where there's volcanoes around there so you know something like that there's always gonna be that and instead of them doing the smart thing which they did 20 years for 20 years which is or 20 years ago uh which is oh i don't know go up and check to see if you know it was active or not which it probably is who knows um it instead uh they rely solely on aunt Wu's visions yep very very reliant which I guess we can talk about maybe now or at the end of this about what the message is meant to be here. <laughs> a little bit curious. Oh, there's probably plenty of things in that you can also, um, what do you call it? Flower in the sky. Um, that you can also relate to real life, but we probably should avoid that. Well, I wouldn't mind because I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let's let's go there then. Uh, spo- not spoiler, but uh, disclaimer, this may get uh, slightly heated for some people. Oh, I just want to quickly mention, I love the bit when Meng comes over and she's like, hey, don't you think that cloud looks like a flower? Again with the flowers. What is this? Like, do they seriously know who's the voice actor here? Yeah, and Aang's like, oh, yeah, whatever, and pushes her just completely out of the way. I am. Like, whoa, come on. So, and then the gall this guy has. The gall. Yeah. Takes her, <laughs> takes her exact line he gave to her she was gonna you know get the moves onto her him uses them on Katara instead this guy this disrespectful guy you don't yeah do and that. i'll i'll just quickly say i mean that that seemed out of character frame i mean sure it was just a little bit just a little joke but i was like come on why would you push her like that that's yeah cool. that's yeah <laughs> that's yeah even i agree like yeah come on man that's that's that that ain't right that's not respectful to her at all 
Uh, but maybe, who knows, maybe the emotions are filling his <laughs> mind and all he can think about is his, yeah, his, his smittenness with guitar right now. Oh, but I'll, I'll also point out here, I feel like this is the first bit of CGI that we get in the episode, these clouds. Oh, interesting. Oh, I guess so. Um, yeah, and we get quite a bit more with the ash later in the episode, but we'll save uh, that for later. Uh, I mean, I didn't, well, I mean, the, is it standing out for you? Because I'm looking at it right now, and it looks fine to me. It's not like pretty standoffish. I don't know. It stands out, but not in a bad way. It just it looks different than everything else. I think the sky and the, the clouds moving. Uh, that's fair. No, that, that that's fair. Not not like those clouds in uh in during the the uh, uh what is it the Avatar Roku. Oh, I don't even remember anymore. That's fully <laughs> fair. No, I didn't. I didn't think you would. When we get to the ash, it'll, it'll definitely stand out massively. But... This, is, this is true. But we see uh, Aunt Wu doing her predictions, and she says, oh, you know, everything is going okay. The crops are going to be fine this year, and the mountain, you know, it's you know, it's totally fine. Don't have to worry about that at all. Just go about your Hey, for life. the twins. Twins, yeah, much success for twins, and there's two twins there. Like, hey, good for us, buddy. Which I forgot that that was there, <laughs> and I f- imagined that there was going to be like a pregnant lady there just like yes we're getting twins <laughs> yeah we get another fun little bit with the twins later but yeah we do but then we return to poor katara she's uh she's falling right in line and she's becoming one of the villagers one of us one of us give us predictions <laughs> she's she's yeah she's just she's just taken in back by you know all these just the, the, these that these predictions are potentially coming true it's it's fascinating she's drinking the kool-aid as as one would say yeah and we get a little bit of an insight to the misery that is the life of aunt Wu. she's like oh you've come for another reading okay like come on in and... i think it starts here not so much like she's like oh, okay I'll, I'll 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 bite yeah but i think with her look she can see that the, the signs of uh a drone person <laughs> mm. which which also you know changes the episode up as well which is which we you wouldn't think would go that place but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get to that as well yeah i like the bit when we see this guy because now Sokka, he's completely on a mission to prove to these villagers how foolish it is to completely rely on her uh predictions he finds this guy with these red shoes nice red shoes i like them they obviously they aren't you know dorothy's shoes but like you know, nothing, nothing can beat those. Yeah, and he's like, I bet Aunt Wu told you to wear those shoes, didn't she? Or And he's like, oh, yeah, she said that I'd when I, I'd be wearing red shoes when I met the my true love. And then he asks him, oh, how long, often do you wear them? He says he wears them every day. And of course, Sokka, that just sends him into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, of course you're going to find the woman you love, if that's the case. Yeah, poor Sokka. <laughs> It's a self, uh, what is it? It's a, um, yes, self-fulfilling prophecy. Thank you very much. I was going to say future for some reason, but yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And poor Sokka. I mean, just things are not going well for him this episode. Oh yeah. He kicks another rock. And again, he should seriously be in football and just smacks a duck looking b- creature. Yeah. Big old goose jumps big on old, his head. <laughs> at least it wasn't a Canadian goose or else <laughs> he, he will be goosed. Yeah, he wouldn't have any eyes any anymore, or tongues or ears. No, it's the chicken cobras. You be less beware the chicken cobras. Anyway, yeah, and then we cut back to Katara having her predictions, and yeah, she just she she can't have enough. She just keeps wanting more and more. Oh, but we do get this little scene with um, 
with Sokka and Aang, and Aang's kind of talking about, oh, you know, there's this girl that I like, and Sokka's like, oh, you know, I, I, I think she's into you too. And then we see uh, Creeper McGee over in the corner hiding behind a barrel, just watching, <laughs> doing her little bit of stalking. Oh, also, Pigpen shows up. <laughs> yeah, we see Pigpen briefly. He yells at Pigpen, and it's not as bad as um, the air bend- the past airbender Pigpen like that, which is nice. Much better. Yes. Much better. <laughs> much better handled, I'll say that. Yeah, this Pigpen at least is doing it by, by choice and not for uh, for other yes. reasons. <laughs> yes, I, I hope. Well, it's because of the predictions. That's true. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and... Uh, that's his decision, though. With with Sokka, he's like, oh, you know, I, I she definitely likes you. I think she's trying to get your attention. And he's like, what? She does? And we see in the background, Mang's just, like, doing a little dance. Like, come on, notice me, Aang. Like, man, I'm trying to do anything for you. Notice me, Senpai. Notice me. Why don't you notice me? Oh, my God, Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> We're not going down that road. <laughs> oh, what was that? Um... <laughs> What was that song? Yeah, there's there's Shine and then there's um, Dream Come True. Yeah, don't worry, man. Maybe he'll be a Dream Come True. I'm assuming there's like a bunch of fan fiction out there that has these two together. And you know what? I honestly like I could see it. I honestly could see these two getting together. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I think she's super cute with her little crush on Aang. Yeah, man. It's it's pretty innocent and uh, pretty, pretty dope. I'll say that. And we do get kind of a silly little bit with with Sokka. Where he's pulling out that old routine. Well, you know, the chicks, if they're into you, you got to be aloof. You can't let them know. You got, AKA, you got to be like Jet. Yeah. Let me just say complete BS, but (laughs) (laughs) not the way to go. It's complete and utter nonsense. You're saying, why is that the case? Let's get some dating tips with Caleb right now. Let's go. Uh, I think girls more more uh like it when you just be more in the out in the open i think at least in my experience when you show your emotional side maybe not okay not emotional side but when you show your i gotta be careful when i say this when i say showcase your emotions not like full-on anger or crying or anything like that but when you're open about who you are as a person and um yeah you are you are showing you know the more sensitive side of yourself then yes or even just saying oh you know i think you're pretty hot (laughs) It works. It works. Are you uh, that blunt? Eh? <laughs> that blunt, yes. Okay. Um, subtlety knows no bounds, I guess. Um, you just need to know the right moment to let it slip out. And then they're like, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. What um, are you trying to go for, like, first or second base? Hey, I'm not saying you make out with it. I'm just saying, you know, you let slip. Oh, I think you're pretty hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we talking here? Like 16th century? No, that's not that's it. That you get shot for that or you get killed for that reason. Goodness yeah. gracious me. Yeah, no, maybe everybody else who's listening to this has had success with that as well. Hey, you know, if if, it, if the moment feels right, just even saying that works for you. This whole like episode is is opening so many like old wounds <laughs> and her pad oh, geez, this whole night is like opening anyway. Um <laughs> uh, but we, we cut over to Katara, she's finally leaving the uh finally being forced out of the door i should say from the fortune teller and here is where yes uh aunt Wu is at her wits end basically and and is just you know kind of done with the the fact that this this new this this visitor of the town uh mm-hmm. it passed by passerby uh is so um 
into her fortunes and, and needs to know everything now. And she's like, okay, this has kind of gone long enough. I, I need a break. Yeah, she's even gone to the point where she's like, what should I eat for dinner or for lunch? I don't know. For breakfast tomorrow. Reminded me of uh, some old religious people that I used to know where we'd be like, oh, you guys want to come to Tim Hortons with us? And they'd be like, oh, you know, give me 10, 20 minutes. I need to pray and see what God thinks about going to Alfred. <laughs> Sorry. And I'd be like, okay, well, let me let me know, I, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, okay, well, you at that, that point, you just go and... <laughs> Uh, get the get the table for them. I'll say that. Get the table ready. <laughs> get for the them. table. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. And then you leave a spot for them and them and God. No, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, God's everywhere, so it's fine. Uh, you know, he's hey, remember that. Matter. Remember that Vince McMahon clip I sent you. Provide <laughs> <laughs> a link for everybody, and they'll understand. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, but. Yeah, so Aang, he tries to lay on his little aloofness. Lays on a little too thick. He tries to channel the best, do, do his best impression, impression of Jet. Uh, yeah, he, he tries to, like, burn this town down. You've, uh, <laughs> where's the hook swords, dang it? And where's your, like, cool outfit? Um, and where's your where's your um, uh, hay as well that you're eating in your mouth? You forgot that. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention earlier in the episode... When they first arrived at the fortune teller, we see this girl coming out and she's like, oh, everything's going to work out for me. Like, my true love's going to admit his feelings and whatever. And now we finally cut back to them and we see that things are working out pretty good. But old Aang, he can't help himself. And he's like, hey, where'd you find that flower? And he like jumps right between them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, up there. No sense of personal space. <laughs> no. Again, they're a little out of character this episode in a number of ways. <laughs> Well, you forgot the bit where, like, you know, Katara does go and do what the fortune teller lady says and buy some papaya. And again, doing his best jet impression, uh, is like, so papaya is a eh? and like grabs an apple and just like eats it or something like that. And she's just oblivious to him. And he realizes either it's rotten or he just doesn't like it and just spits it out. It's like, <laughs> dude, are you going to pay for that? Like, what's what's going on here? No, no, it's just thieving time. <laughs> oh golly that's not good yeah where's christopher lee to be like let him die now now i thought i i had thought that what's his name i thought that the person she was gonna meet was gonna be the guy in the red shoes really mm. hoping for that that would have been cool but we don't do that which is a shame but you know whatever that Aaron has what a hack <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you watch Dragon Print? I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence. Oh, no. Yeah, let's get away from that. I refuse to predict. Okay, I like the first, like, two episodes, so. Oh, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, but in search of the, the flowers that that couple had, Aang and Sokka climb up to the top of the volcano, and for whatever reason, the flowers are growing inside the uh, the volcano's rim. Seems yep. a little odd, but. Yeah, right at, yeah, right at the rim, which is interesting. But, you know, it's, it's probably possible. It's probably yeah. a very, like, heat-resistant flower. Yeah, maybe it thrives in heat. Yeah. Oh, I mean the the volcano itself is fertile, uh, and and also oh my goodness, it's alive. That's not good. Yeah, especially after it was supposedly you know pretty calm, and it actually doesn't even look that threatening right now. I don't think, but I guess they see the signs. No, it's just like simmering to the top. Now I I'm gonna I, I even though I took geology class like you know in eleven and twelve grade, I probably will you know avoid making a fool of myself and uh, didn't, I forget all my facts about it. So I'll, I'll just, yeah, 
not make him worried about her or else. Yeah, but but those two are in a panic. They run to Katara, and they're like, oh. They fly to Katara. They fly to Katara. Fly to Katara. Thank you. And they're like, oh, Katara, things are things are not going so great. And all she can think about is, oh, the fortune teller won't let me in. Yeah, there's 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 trouble brewing or whatnot. You know, the volcano's about to burst or whatnot. Will the guy uh, in the red shoes find his, his, his forever girl? Uh, yep. Will... Katara be let back in to uh, get her fortunes because does she need to breathe at all? <laughs> She's asking, should I breathe over here or do we need to breathe over there? <laughs> and yep. will uh, will Mang uh, find a way to woo the heart of Aang? All when the prom is tomorrow. <laughs> oh, get with the proms. What's going on with you in the proms these days? <laughs> proms are important for some people. That's, that's where they find their forever special somebody. Hmm. And make and and also instant regret. I never went to prom. Neither did I, except for my final <laughs> gra- dry grad. Oh, dry grad! That sounds lame. It, but- <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, I I made it not lame, but that's just me. Yeah, if you enjoyed it, there you go. Uh, there you go. Oh, but I I do love this because yep, yeah, they try to warn the villagers, Aang and Sokka, and one of the villagers has this great line where she's like, "Oh, you reasoning." Uh, science lovers oh i knew you'd love that line you would absolutely <laughs> there's some great stuff here <laughs> gravitate towards that line <laughs> yeah there's there's another fun one too where he's like can your science explain rain and sock is like yes it can the guy just walks away <laughs> there's no response and doesn't even but he doesn't prove himself so i guess let's let's go to it right now sir um <laughs> There's a lot of real world uh, implications <laughs> for this episode. Uh-huh. How do we how do we address this? Can your science stop COVID? I don't think it's just that, but I know. Can your science prove that the Earth is round? Can your science <laughs> prove that the Earth is not the center of the universe? Can your science prove that the Earth is not hollow? Or yeah, to quote yeah, to quote someone who no one remembers, Bill O'Reilly: "The tides go in, the tides go out. You can't explain this." <laughs> it's all god's will uh, or aunt Wu's will hey <laughs> oh i just saw that your science explain why it rains i love that yes guy. <laughs> turns around and walks it's away. the same it's the same guy by the way it's the same uh red shoe guy oh red shoes yeah yeah it's red shoes yeah so again this show i mean i appreciate that it's tackling some ideas but you know a little simplistic maybe a little insulting to uh people who believe in superstition and a little bit of a touch to religion, although they don't really go into full details, but I think it's just implied in the the material. But Yeah, I mean they don't do a whole like Aunt Wu is given like you don't it's 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 free of charge, which is hilarious. Uh, I think there was an earlier line there where it's just like, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> more Katara kept seeing her and uh, I wanna keep seeing her it's like but she's free, I think Bang says or something like that. Uh, there's no charge or something. Yeah, she complains. <laughs> What about all the business I gave her? <laughs> it's free. Uh, I thought it would be like based off donations or something like that, which it's not. It, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, if there was like a religion based around Aunt Wu, that would be that'd be that'd be interesting. I'll say that. Yeah, that'd be troubling. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Starlight Glimmer's. Uh, it's not like Starlight Glimmer's uh, thing that she was running her operation. She was running there and beginning of season five of mlp but anyway that's for another day yeah speaking of which did you listen to that resident evil commentary i love the fact inside baseball i love the fact 
<laughs> I had completely forgotten A, I sneezed, and B, I said, put in that Flourish I sneeze. Where did you find that? Just on YouTube. Because <laughs> the sneeze happened. I'm like, who the heck is that? And I forgot that I'd said that. <laughs> that's great. I got to do more of that. I was hoping you wouldn't remember. <laughs> I absolutely did not. I, that's amazing. Uh, I got to do more of that where it's just like, oh, stick this random clip in there. Yeah, I used to do that all the time on my Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Which everybody should go listen to, by the way. Oh, it's terrible. But anyway, we're, where are we here? <laughs> so self-critical, so self-critical. Um, oh, it's genuinely bad. So, it was, so it was, as I kind of briefly mentioned at the start, Aang kind of goes back to his ways of... Uh, he's kind of genre-savvy now. He's kind of like, okay, I'm... Car- I've, I've dealt with people like this before. Mm. In the Great Divide. And so what he's like, all right, well, if we can't prove to them, like if we can't do it, you know, to them, to their face, basically, what if we uh, manipulate the system, basically? Yeah. If we can't use logic and reason, let's just use lies and deceptions. Let's <laughs> use, do their way, play it by their rules uh, and mm-hmm. use it, but use it with our rules as well. Yeah. So he sneaks into Aunt Wu's kind of compound. He goes looking for a cloud book that she used to decipher the clouds. But who does he run into as he's doing his sneakings? The secretary. The secretary. Meng. And this is a pretty cute little scene, I thought. It's, it's, she's opening, she's doing the one thing that, you know, everybody would be, like, uncomfortable with, opening up. Yeah, she's like, oh, there's only about, like, six minutes left in the episode, so I better (laughs) get this off my chest, and (laughs) I like you, but you probably don't like me in the same way, and poor Aang just kind of gives it to her. I guess not. And does exactly what I did once to um, a similar, in a similar situation to this, where let's just say that one, a, a girl had feelings for me and I basically just said, listen, I, I don't have feelings for you, but one day you'll probably find uh, a great looking guy for you one day. Sorry, I'm pretty myself. And uh, guess what? That happened in in the, in the same town she lives in. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I always wished I had the strength to do what Aang did there. I always just deflected. Like, I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, okay. <laughs> I never knew what to say. <laughs> I, I just was open and honest. Um, although, to be fair, this was through Facebook, so Facebook Messenger. So, like, that's fair. That's fair. In person, because she was in Alberta and I was here. So, yeah. And I would do things like, oh, you know, Oh, I'm just, I've been so distracted lately. I, I, I can't think about things like that, but maybe one day, which is not really the right thing to do. How many, <laughs> how many people, how many people, either male or female, how many male or female or those in between, excuse me, have uh, been interested in you and you've had to deflect? I think it's been three different occasions where I've had to do that. Yeah. Okay. Cause I can count them all in one hand for me, at least personally. Uh, me too. Yeah. Two females and one male. Where I had to brush them all off. Yeah, it's awkward. It's yeah, definitely awkward. I'm sorry, guys, but I, I'm just not into you guys. But anyway, so uh, Meng does give Aang, sees what Aang's about to do, and gives Aang the cloud um, watching book. I think yep. that's what it's called. Yeah. Cloud watching book, and then they enact the plan. Yeah, I just, I just want to quickly talk about this scene a little bit more before we move on. I do like when she's like, oh, like, I can tell that you're into that water tribe girl, and I 
I get why she seems so sweet and nice and her hair is so manageable. And she does that little hair bit. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, that was really, yeah, that was adorable. Yeah, I quite like that. I'm like, you're so out of a Ghibli film. Oh my goodness, I could see why Dave Filoni was director of this episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, yeah, I could see a lot of chemistry with her and Aang if, if Aang wasn't so distracted by Katara this episode. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I totally can as well. Yeah, so I appreciated that a little bit, but but yeah, you're right. I guess we'll move on now. <laughs> and who, I mean, who knows? Maybe the test audience, maybe test audiences, maybe some of the animators or you know, Brake or Aaron Haas or any of the other guys, maybe they just found that even though you know they're two sides apart, like maybe um, Zach and and Jesse just worked well together. Who knows? Even though mm. it was after the fact. Oh, and I, I forgot that she was the one that gave him the book. Mm. That's why I said earlier that she then gives him the cloud watching book. Or cloud diverging book, not diverging, cloud divination book. I don't know. Yeah, and so they get to work at manipulating the clouds. Because why is that? Because clouds are made of air and water. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's basically true. I think more more water than air, but this is true. They're in the air. <laughs> in the air, yeah, a little ocean up there. So I see your point when you meant they're CGI because I did see the CGI clouds there. Yeah, definitely. But not as not not terrible. I, I think it's fine. No, it's no. Basic. I think it's noticeable, but especially there's some shots where the uh, cell drawn animation starts to look like it drops definition in comparison to the clouds. Oh, yeah. I think I think you're right actually about that. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, so they they create like a big skull face in the the clouds, which uh oh, pretty clear <laughs> what the reading is there. Don't need a fortune teller to tell you that. <laughs> Doom. Everybody, run for your lives. <laughs> Get out of here. It's the plot of Dante's Peak and um, what was that other one that came out around the same time? Oh, volcano. <laughs> there we go. It's just just, it's just volcano, right? Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. Uh, I used to love those 90s 90s disaster movies when I was a kid. I don't think they've aged too well, but I used to love them. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we see the the whole village getting to work. All the airbenders start to uh, what, put what? in their part. All the what? Oops, all the, the earthbenders start putting in their part. Freudian slip. <laughs> Which there's some cool animation there with some of their movements. I love the twins, the by the way, that come back. Um, one's like, uh, Sokka's like, who's an earthbender? I am. I'm not. Yeah, I thought that was cute too. That was that was yeah, that was pretty great. And then we get the real CGI moment in the episode, which is the the ash falling. So what happens? What are they doing basically? They're doing what actual like real life um, some uh, cultures do, where they basically just redirect the lava flow so that it does yep. not. Oh, I see what you mean now. Um, where it does, you know, it, it basically just you divert the lava. It's pretty cool. I like it. That's a really cool yep. idea. Saves their uh, their village from turning into the next Pompeii. So because it's not like you know uh, lava bending exists. Hey, let's not get into that spoilers. <laughs> Anyways, we see some of their sacred totems being destroyed. That's pretty Weird. sad. It's so sad, but it's you know better the town's remains and they can uh, certainly what is it they 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 can recreate those statues, which is which is nice. But you know, in page respects, but. Uh, as for the CGI ash, I think it's okay. It it stands out so much for me that it, it almost like looks like real ash. That's good. Like just superimposed over the animation. It's it's interesting. It works almost, eh? 
it works, but in it definitely stands out. I don't know. I guess it does, but it doesn't take me out. I think I'm more focused on everything else except for that. That's really cool. Yeah, I like the CGI Ash. Maybe they used real Ash. Who knows? <laughs> no, sure oh, by the way, here's happen. the here's the second instance of action, by the way, and of fire, which is this lava. I forgot to mention the volcano is the second uh, interact uh, second example of fire in this episode. Which... Oh, since you mentioned fire, yeah, there's no uh, Zuko or or the Zuko crew. Hmm. I was gonna mention that, which is like, even though we have an episode where once again we don't have Zuko, Iroh, the gang on the uh, Avatar Jaeger. Or Lightning Bolt Zolt Senior, um, Fire is still the main element, uh, main antagonist of this episode. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Very, very cool. Subtle, subtly cool. Excuse me. And Ang has to use his air, his air bending to blast back the fire or the lava. Lava, and everything's all good after that. I'm surprised so. he didn't choke on any of the. Um, ash or toxic gases. Very fascinating that he didn't die from that, but he didn't choke to death. But I did think that it's like how much air is really there at that time? Yeah, exactly, like <laughs> pure air, like cleaning, clean, clean tree air. Excuse me, who knows? Yeah, I guess he did fly up high in the air though, so maybe that helped. I doubt that, but still, and also the heat. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, a bunch of lava is about to like tile wave over, like you know, basically just comes up against the rocks and is about to like you know tidal wave and instead ang just is like none of this goes up and blasts a bunch with his breath and cools the uh lava and without using water cools it to become extrusive igneous rock i think mm, mm. if i yes. recall my terms yes he says yes professor isaac yes thank and you no, the, no uh, i'm not professor <laughs> no quiet you <laughs> get out of here um and yeah i don't know <laughs> makes a really cool uh makes a really cool uh sculpture almost i'd say kind of reminds me of the end of atlantis lost empire sort of oh when are we gonna get to that oh my goodness when are we gonna on get the to other that? channel on the other channel i promise oh hopefully soon i'll bring like three of the uh i'll bring three of those disney era films out like atlantis lilo and stitch and treasure planet That'd be perfect for the uh, Strange Animation series that I've got coming for you. Oh, That's golly. the title of it. Strange <laughs> Animation. So <laughs> prepare yourself. What are you ta- showing me? Fantastic Planet? I just recently watched that. That's on the list. Oh, yeah. of course <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, I still got to watch that one of these days. Oh, you'll be watching it relatively soon. It's it's one of the first series of the new year that I'm breaking out. Hey, so. that's not an ultra-violent uh, A-rated basement segment, though. No. But yeah, so Aang, he returns the book. He's, you know, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a line that you forgot to mention with Sokka. Oh, go ahead. It's, uh, he just drops a line that, wow, Aang's really, I forget sometimes that Aang's a really powerful bender. Oh, yeah. It's very important. Wait, what did you just say? Oh, that Aang's just a powerful bender. I forget that he is sometimes. And she's like, wait. powerful bender isn't that what the fortune teller mentioned of course it's got to be zuko i mean ang maybe of course not yeah that was important yep yeah and so she starts to look at ang a little bit differently i think after that after that moment there, maybe so. but but then we have um the not confrontation but the um 
this is the the, uh, the conclusion basically to what happened yeah yeah ang returns the book and he says oh i know that that fortunately said wasn't true was it about me finding that that chick or whatever <laughs> you maybe you should say that part i'm already past all that stuff um so. no basically what um unlike the great divide and comes out and is like listen i i admit that we manipulated the clouds to warn everybody of impending doom hmm. and you know we only did it for to save your guys's village we had nothing of other in moral uh intent simply just to keep you guys alive and the fortune lady takes it not to, or sorry aunt Wu takes it not too badly mm-hmm. um and of course, as uh, direct to the literal, the village, what the uh, guy from the beginning attacked by the platypus bear uh, said, literally, Aunt Wu stated that the village would not be destroyed by the volcano. <laughs> not that uh, the volcano wouldn't be activated. So I did like that. True to the text. <laughs> and unfortunately, Sokka is at his wit's end and is like, I hate you so i love that i love that <laughs> i've been there brother <laughs> sometimes goes both ways yeah and of course she tells ang like oh even though it wasn't your fortune you still get to forge your own future so don't worry about it dude it is your own destiny the future is what you make it as doc brown once said yeah and then mang waves her goodbyes and you know guitar and her share a nice pleasant little exchange but then once guitars turned her back yeah (laughs) whatever that means i was like whoa what's that line hey hey hey, whoa 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 is that what a 12 year old can say yeah i was like whoa i feel like most kids wouldn't get that line that feels a little a little dated at this point (laughs) most likely goodness gracious me i don't know (laughs) you know called her called her something else behind her back but chooses not to yeah jerk brain (laughs) many other things but here we are here we are. Final thoughts. What do you think, sir? What do what'd you think of this episode? Oh, this was an episode that both of you and I opened up to a lot. Quite funny. Yeah. Um, I love this episode. This is, this is one. This is. I think we said before. There's ways to do filler, and this is one that does filler very well. Yes. Uh. Yeah. I just think if you're gonna do filler. I mean, I guess the Great Divide tried to do a message too, but it was so clumsy, <laughs> so clumsy and terrible. This one does the message, I guess, also a little, you know, not subtly, but in a fun way. And I think it helps that they kind of interwoved this kind of uh, romance subplot, which was already developing a little bit, but kind of bringing it to more uh, fruition here. I think I more fruition. Correct. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, we get some, I think... Yeah, this this does sow the seeds for later on episodes. So it's not like, especially with uh, a certain episode in book two, which we'll get to. And so it's semi-filler, but, you know, I, I, I think it still moves the plot along. And it is them stopping in another town, but it was a nice looking town. It was different from the last, so can't really blame them for that. Yeah, I guess plot-wise filler, but character-wise a continuation and kind of a necessary one. It explored more of these characters, the romantic side. Yeah. And all around, yep, definitely like this one. I think it's quite funny in parts and looks beautiful. Overall, just just quite enjoyable. Absolutely. 
Can't agree more, sir. So to end this off, my patented uh, closing words and thoughts. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. Will you trust what a fortune teller says? Or you look under the sky at the clouds and determine what your destiny is. You are who you choose to be, and your future has not been written yet. Good night, and or peace. That's why it's uh, under the strange animation banner. But we'll get to that. <laughs> what are you showing me else? Raggedy Ann? Uh, have you ever seen the thief and the cobbler? Yeah, I know what I know exactly what you're talking about, though. That was a childhood film that I used to watch. And I'd be like, this movie's so weird. Like, what? what why is this movie this way? I have heard of it, though. You know, yeah, just, so... just just spoil it for me now, because I, I, I probably have heard of everything. Like, what are you going to show me? Animal Farm? Um, I considered well, that. There's this one nuke film that I watched with this British family. Um, what's it called? Oh boy. It's this little British film and it's about these like totally normal British people and they're trying to prepare for nuclear devastation. Pretty cool flick. Oh, I thought I should have mentioned any like Ralph Bashke film. Uh, I'm, 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 there's a couple that I want to watch before I decide if I'm going to add them to the list. Cause I'm just not sure, sure about them. Basically free advertising for everybody on this channel to go over to our other channel in January. Yeah, the British show is called When the Wind Blows. I feel like I've heard of that one before. Yeah, I might add that to the list depending. Um, let me quickly take a look and then we'll get to, I guess, finishing this up here real quick. <laughs> I got a bunch that I want to watch beforehand. There's the Belladonna of Sadness I want to watch. Dead Leaves. Angel's Egg I was considering. Waking Life. Scanner Darkly. Mind Game. Yellow Submarine, Son of the White Mare, Gandahar, Fritz the Cat, The Tune, Ayo. I Married a Strange Person. Which that is a, uh, Fritz the Cat is a uh, Ralph Bashke film. Yep. Yeah, not one of that, not one that I've seen yet. Uh, Boy in the World, The Point, Animalsia, Animalesia, I don't know how to say that. The Secret of the Kells, Persepolis. Secret of the Kells, I know what that is. Yeah, Waltz with Bashir and American Pop. I'm going to try to watch all those before I put the series wow, completely nice. together. So <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Enter at your peril. By the way, by the way, all those who want Katara 
and Zuko to you know get together, especially Aaron E. Hawes, who 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 are with that you know whole relationship happening and whatnot. Keep in mind, this episode was written by Aaron E. Hawes, who instigated that Aang and Katara were going to get together. So <laughs> you tell me that. All right, they'll probably like send like uh, copious amounts of links or something like that, or yell at me for saying like, "Oh, <laughs> he said this, this, this," and here's why uh, why um, you're you're disproven. Like your theory is disproven. That's all I'm going to say. That that's all I'm going to say. Is there another type of bending that we never discovered? Future bending. <laughs> <laughs> Or the fact that she just looked into the spirit where he's able to see in the spirit world and can see things that other people can't see. Tai Lee apparently can see auras and then Aang and Katara's daughter, Kaya, can also see auras. So it's entirely possible that there's other forms of, like not bending, but there's other forms of uh, natural abilities that or some supernatural abilities that some people have that don't result in bending bending of the universe maybe it's a form of spiritual bending like or energy bending who knows again as as the great lion turtle once stated that humans uh before we arrived humans bent the energy within themselves i haven't really explored that before so to, mm. most likely you could for future seeing is perhaps uh, a thing of, of of energy bending same with aura reading and again as we've discussed with the whole new branch of avatar stuff coming like who knows what we're gonna get with sci-fi kind of stuff i hope they get into uh again just wait till i give you my like prediction of what after core is gonna be because i i've been saving it for almost 10 years now wow i can't wait maybe we'll do a whole bonus episode on it oh you're gonna basically just like i will go like into like i have it, it i have not written the whole thing down but it's all in my head uh, so as long as I don't get like hit too many more times in the gym, <laughs> uh, I should still have it all memorized. Yeah, maybe it's time to write it out quickly for you. Uh, I it all. have so <laughs> many other things I have to write up about your fair point. Anyway, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll save it for a sec. Um, it's the first time we uh, see Toph. Sort of, air quotes, sort of where whoa why is that well it's 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 bang oh just the design no not the design the voice oh okay because i was that's, gonna be like yeah i don't really that's see her the voice design, that that is that is jesse flower hey i i wondered why i had such a immediate kind of attraction to this character except she sounds a lot younger surprisingly mm. so i have no idea so her third great grandchild hmm well, that would imply that she lives to the point where Jinora, uh, or you know, I assume it's going to be Jinora, has three kids, or maybe Iki and, um, oh, what's the kid's name? What's the boy's name? Um, I don't remember. Oh, no, I don't remember his, the, the Hank's grandson's name. Oh, this is bad. Who looks like an oh. uglier version of him? That's terrible for me. Yeah, to say. what is that kid's name? Because uh, I know Rohan is the last kid. Oh crap! Or oh shoot! Um, I think crap's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that, but um, <laughs> Chinora, Iki, and me, Milo, Milo. I think it's Milo. Milo, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up. I gotta. Yeah, yeah, you look it up. You look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Milo. 
because I I wanted to say I wanted to say Lilo for some reason. But that's that's not the case. I can totally see Lilo and Lilu being in that show. Milo, there we go. Milo, yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, so Jorah, Iki, and Milo would have to have three kids, but they're teenagers at the end of book four. So, not well. Jorah is about is well younger teenager, and Iki and Milo are getting older. So, right. and she's what? Uh, sorry, I just under Milo. It says that Kiernan Sh- uh, Shipka did the voice of Janara. Um, who's that? Oh, she's been in so much these days. She plays uh Sabrina in that new Sabrina series. Oh, what? That's her. Yep, she's oh, been in a ton crud. of stuff. The Black Coat's daughter. It's cool little A twenty four film. Yeah, she pops up all over the place these days. So that was her, eh? So she was Junora, huh? Yeah, that's very well, surprising. You, well, you, you never know. I don't know if Iki or Milo or any peoples that you knows, but... Yeah, I'm checking them out now, too. <laughs> but you keep going. <laughs> you just got... Yeah, you keep... Well, you, you kind of know where I'm going with this, is that I don't know if there's any... <laughs> I don't know if they forgot about this. <laughs> Because I believe Katara's in book four. We see her once. Mm-hmm. No, she is. Because that's when, because she's doing the healing process with Korra after she gets critically injured by, um, by Zaheer in the end of book three and helps her recuperate. So she is there. So for the five, these three years. So she's got, Aang dies at, what is it? A hundred and, hundred and like 70 something or 186 or something like that. I don't remember what it was. So Katara's 14 now, so she's got at least it's 80 years after end of last Airbender, so she's at least close to her 80s by that point. So she has roughly another 10 years before those three kids have to have children, and then she or or I forgot. Wait a minute, I, for, I forgot Kaya and um and uh, Boomy, but they're not Kaya's. What is Kaya again? She's queer if i recall them saying that and we don't know if uh well we don't know if they and her or uh, uh boomy i can't sorry there's so many names to remember um boomy are in a relationship with anybody or have partners and have had offspring yet so it's most likely going to be tenzin's bloodline that happens so those three kids have to have children at some point third great-grandchild and then she dies, passes in her sleep. Okay, that's that's all I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, personally, I just take uh, Aunt Wu as kind of a hack, so I don't put too much stock into what she's saying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying there, it's possible. It's it's entirely possible. Um, we will see. Um, did you find anything else about these the, the our our buds there or no? Oh uh, no, I didn't really see them much else. But yeah, fair enough. 